Listeners, remember when everyone was doing juice cleanses and was basically hangry all the time? Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to lose weight. Row provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. The Row Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Rose partners handle all the insurance paperwork to help get medication covered. If eligible for medication, patients have access to their provider on demand for any questions. You can sign up online from the comfort of your own home. This means no scheduling a doctor's appointment, no commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. Average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to Roe co slash clink sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 after that medication costs are separate that's ro.co slash clink listeners did you know that an estimated 5 billion plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles are thrown away each year and if that's not bad enough most cleaning formulas are 90 percent water which is heavy to ship leading to excessive carbon emissions plus those products are often filled with nasty ingredients like chlorine and ammonia that's a lose-lose situation for you and the planet nobody's trying to have that enter blue land blue land is on a mission to eliminate single-use plastic by reinventing cleaning essentials to be better for you and the planet with the same powerful clean you're used to. The idea is simple. They offer refillable cleaning products with a beautiful cohesive design that looks great on your counter. Fill your reusable bottles with water, drop in the tablets, and wait for them to dissolve. Genius! You'll never have to grab bulky cleaning supplies on your grocery run again. Refill start at just $2.25. Blue Land is trusted in over 1 million homes, including mine, y'all. When I received my first shipment of Blue Land, I was blown away by how this simple concept just makes so much sense. It's so easy. You just drop the tablet into the stylish functional bottles and get your clean on. I love the subscription option because I am not trying to get one more bulky item in my cart. Blue Land products really get the job done and leave my home smelling so fresh and clean. Blue Land has a special offer for our listeners. Right now, get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash clink. You won't want to miss this, guys. Blueland.com slash clink for 15% off. Hi, and welcome to Housewives of True Crime. Welcome. Welcome. I am Tabitha. Give me Dateline, white wine, and I'll pick up your kids in the carpool line. The next day, right? Yeah, the next day. Okay. And I am Gretchen. I like white wine, true crime, and in bed by nine because I have a lot of stuff to do in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) We are housewives of true crime. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Hello and welcome. <laughs> welcome. Good morning, Gretchie. Good morning. It's Wednesday, Yom Kippur. Ooh, happy Yom Kippur. Yeah. Hopefully everybody's having a nice fast. Yeah. Easy fast, I think. What You're not fasting. I'm not fasting. I'm at Disneyland. Yeah. Folks. Yeah. In LA, apparently they get all the Jewy holidays off. Yes, we do. Not in the OC. Well, that's why I'm down in the OC, because I thought it would be a great day to go to Disneyland. Yeah. And 
we're recording on location again. Yeah, I'm so grateful. I only had to drive to Anaheim, not yeah. too far. I know. And I'm, I made the little cubicles for our recording. So hopefully we don't have any echoing or tunnel sound. Yeah, we'll get better. Although I feel like I'm in a tunnel. Yeah, a little <laughs> bit. I know it's a little weird. <laughs> So you guys, I went to California Adventure last night. I sent Gretchen some pictures of myself. Um, did you get it? Yeah, I did. And I'm real jelly. Everybody knows like there's nothing I like more than walking around an amusement park, having a cocktail. I know. It's so my favorite. Change the trick or treating at Disneyland to California Adventure. Which is why I don't even like to go to the Disneyland side. <laughs> I know. And California Adventure has alcohol. Amazing. So, you know, I found myself a little cocktail and took the kids around trick-or-treating and did the rides and it was amazing. And I bought myself a onesie costume, a deer. Yeah. I'm going to post a picture for you guys to see. Oh, good for you. Awesome. Are you going to wear that on Halloween night too? Yes, of course. Okay. I like comfort. Yeah. I'm not going to any like adult Halloween party. Then I'd really dress it up. Right. But... I got myself a giraffe bodysuit. Tight? It's tight. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it might be a disaster. We'll see. <laughs> it's on back order till October 16th. Oh, God. Hopefully it's not holy. Like hopefully. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. <laughs> Tabitha has this cocktail of vitamins or oh. maybe something fun. I don't know. In front of me, you guys, seriously, what is with all these pills? I told you I took I a lot of vitamins. This is insane, though. It is. It's two probiotics, a hair, skin, and nail, a liver cleanse because I drink the cocktails. Oh, geez. I don't know. Doesn't that make you sick? No. You're supposed to actually take it before you eat or drink anything. So I do. Oh. Yeah. Good, good, I feel good. Good for you. I feel better when I take them. You do? Remember I was taking them with the cocktails, the truly. I'm feeling gross. Time. And I didn't even have a cocktail last night. I think it's probably because I had candy corn for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much what I had, too. I was like, I'm not going to spend any money at Disneyland. I'm just going to eat the candy. <laughs> yeah, well, candy corn is kind of my weakness. I would never buy it, but somebody left it on my door. They did? Yeah, I got booed. Have you heard of this? No. What the heck? Booed? Boo-hoo. dumb. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? It's like a thing. I think it is a suburbia thing. I think I live in suburbia, don't I? Mm, yeah, but you live in LA and the houses are farther apart in your neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Mine were all nice and cozy right next to each other so everybody can hear me yelling at my kids. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always worried about that. I know. So anyways, somebody knocked on our door and we're like, who's that? Amazon? Yeah, you know, it's always Amazon. Yeah, it's always Amazon. So went to the door and a little black bag and a note that says, you've been booed. Now ding you've got to spread. Yeah, ding dong ditch. So now you got to spread the Halloween cheer to some other neighbor. Okay, wait. So I remember in high school, people would ding dong ditch and they would leave like a bag of dog poop on your door. Oh, yeah. Well, this is nicer. It's <laughs> a little better. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, God. I'm not. I'm just like not into this stuff. So you have to. Does that make me a bad else. person? Yeah, I'm a little antisocial. Okay, the person might be listening. So thank you very much for leaving Gretchen. Yeah, it's nice. And listen, my husband is all about it. He can't wait to like load up the kids in the car and like do it. You know, do it to somebody else. Yes. 
and I bought some stuff to do it. I bought this boo bark at at Trader Joe's, so we're going to leave that. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, boo bark. That sounds perfect to boo somebody with. Right? That's really funny. Guess what I had on my doorstep this weekend? What? A rattlesnake. A real one. I hate snakes. Okay. My husband hates snakes more than anyone. Uh. And he was cleaning up our barbecue. One of the chair covers had blown off in the wind, and so it was like, he just kind of like picked up the cover and it was under actually the cover. It wasn't on my doorstep. Oh, my God. What enough. did you guys do? Oh, my God. OK, so we don't actually have a shovel. We have one of those like pitchfork things. That's not going to help. <laughs> like, and we have friends over, not friend, like not. Um, We were having a barbecue and having friends over, but my daughter had brought a friend over from soccer. Okay. And so she's there and the kids are there and they're all watching. And Sean is like, get me the the pitchfork thing. Yeah. (laughs) He goes to town on the snake. It was real adrenaline seeking or thrilling or something. Like, did he get the head off? Like, what did he do? Yeah. I mean, he he murdered it. He did murder it Mm -hmm. without getting bit. Yes. Yes. And was it a big snake? No, it's baby. Those are worse. Are worse. Yeah. So then we were like, oh my God, the mom's got to be around. I looked up online and I found out that rattlesnakes actually have their babies. They have eggs, but they keep their eggs inside of them. And then they hatch inside of them and they produce about eight to 10 babies. Don't you guys like get your house like sprayed for snakes or yes. something? Yes. And guess what? I think we were together the last time they came and I wasn't home. And so I was like, oh, it probably doesn't matter this time. We've never had a snake. And then the one time I didn't get it sprayed, they I got a snake. Oh, gosh. I know. Sean was real pissed. Yeah. Yeah, that's scary. Yeah. He's like, are you kidding me? You didn't. I was like, I didn't want to give him the gate code. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I'm a fan of the scuba diving, but I won't. You know, some places there are snakes in the water. In the ocean? Yes. And I will not go diving in any of those places. You know, like I'll take sharks all day, but no snakes in the water. Water snakes? That's scary. Sorry, I just had to pop off her my Invisalign. Uh, Invisalign. She's so I, high maintenance. I could hear my list with it. Yeah. Oh, God. I just I sat in the Invisalign chair, you know, mm-hmm. the orthodontist for an hour and a half this week for, so they could put these little buttons so I can have rubber bands now. Literally an hour and a half. That sounds like a drag. That sounds like you could have gotten lash extensions. hundred percent. Which, by the way, Tabitha skipped out on our Yosemite trip and my friend Ailish went and she has lash extensions still from Napa. And do they look good? Yeah, it was so jelly of her. She looked, oh. woke up and looked like amazing. I know. So we went to breakfast in Napa too and she looked amazing. And I was like, it's those lashes. I know it is. So anyways, I sat in this chair. I was telling you about the orthodontist real quick. Oh, okay. I sat Sorry. in this chair. Then I leave after an hour and a half and the freaking things they just cemented on my teeth popped off. Gross. Not kidding you. Gross. So now I got to go back for another hour and a half sit in the stupid chair. Yeah. I should bring the eyelash extension lady with me. They could do both at the Ooh, same time. Maybe you could call Priv. What's that? You know that app where they come to your house and do beauty things on you mm, on location. I'm not trusting anybody with my eyelashes that drives to my house from an app. Oh, sorry. Excuse me. <laughs> Got it. 
That sounded too diva of me. <laughs> that just sounds scary, Gretchen. It my does. person leaves, and then I never know where they are. And my like, oh yeah, because your eyes closed. Eyeball, yeah, no, no, Mm-mm. no. Okay, okay, I feel that. I feel that. That's a little scary. Puts me in a real you know what else is scary? Position. What? Yeah, I the hope your tale story. of Rachel Mullinex. Okay, tell us about okay. Rachel. Well, let me tell you. It happened in here uh, in Orange County. Oh, yeah, in Anaheim. Not Disney. in Anaheim. Um, kind of Huntington Beach and Newport Beach. Mm-hmm. Mm. In 2006. Sorry, Gretchen. She's we taking say- more vitamins. I told you. I tell no <laughs> lies. <laughs> I am taking my vitamins, but now I'm taking it with what we opened because I did have a bottle of champagne that Sean brought. So clink, 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 clink. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> we forgot to say that. I know. People and hate Sean, when we skip the cocktail. I know. And Sean might be upset because he brought us this bottle of wine because he knew we were recording. Oh, that's real nice of Sean. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. All right. Okay. So let me tell you about Barbara and Bruce <laughs> Mullinex. Back in 2006, they were living in a two-bedroom condo in Huntington Beach with their only daughter, 17-year-old Rachel. This sounds pretty normal, but actually it was kind of an unusual setup because Barbara and Bruce had divorced four years prior. According to Bruce, the reason for the split was because of Barbara's drinking problem. But after the divorce, Barbara was not able to make it on her own financially as a single mom. And so Bruce let her move into his condo with Rachel to help her out. Yeah, pretty Mm -hmm. nice, right? Yeah, really nice. Okay, well, this apparently was a real bad idea because it got real tense in the Mullinax household and led to Barbara drinking even more. And when she got to drinking, she got to drinking and she was not nice. Not like us. We're real nice when we drink. Don't you think? Yeah, and but we don't drink like that either. I'm way nicer when I drink. I mean, I had two glasses of wine last night, and I don't really drink on weeknights. Let me tell you a good time to drink when you're doing homework with your children. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm way more patient and nicer if mommy has a glass of wine. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. 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 Okay. So both Bruce and Rachel described... Barbara as crazy mean drunk. She would say things to Rachel like, your father is going to have to whore you out because he spends too much money. Yeah. Oh. yeah. We had a a friend, or we have a friend, that told us some funny story about when she drank and she called her friend. Oh, yeah. (laughs) What did she tell her friend? Who would say it? (laughs) Something about she, this is why she doesn't drink anymore. This is why she doesn't drink because she called her friend and told her friend that she was ugly. Ugly is like the meanest thing you can say to someone. It's like the meanest. Like it's all you have to do is say, yeah, you're ugly. I know. Mic drop. Boom. Boom. <laughs> That's so mean. But one of these days we might get her drunk again. God, I tried. Oh, yeah, you tried. I'll try okay. again. This Barbara... Mamacita, she kind of reminds me of how Joan Crawford is portrayed in Mommy Dearest. Have you seen that movie? Yes. 
Yeah. I mean, from all accounts of her, I mean, I take it as this, they're not just making this up because everybody kind of describes her the same way. She was like real glamorous in her own way. Mm-hmm. She wore a lot of makeup and she really craved the limelight. She liked to work as an extra on TV shows. Okay. Which is probably why she had to move back in with her ex-husband because she couldn't pay the bills because I think those extras like stand outside for 18 hours and get paid like $100. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Real cheap work. Yeah. And just like Joan Crawford in Mommy Dearest, I mean, it, she could be easily provoked and just flip out. Okay. Okay. So... It sounds to me personally like Barbara didn't really have anything going on except her so-called acting career and her daughter. So when Rachel, her daughter, got involved with uh, 21-year-old Ian Allen, Barbara did predictably not love this. According to Bruce, he thought that Barbara's loathing of Ian stemmed from the fact that she viewed him as a threat because Rachel was 17 and they had announced that they were engaged. Okay. Which, I mean, most parents wouldn't like that anyways, right? No. And Barbara thought pretty soon Bruce is like not going to pay her bills anymore because Rachel will be 18 and gone. So... Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. And Rachel won't take care of her either because all she cares about now is Ian. So, I mean, side note, it is kind of weird, though, because although Barbara made it clear that she was not a fan of Ian's, both her and Bruce had signed a document that said Ian had their consent to be with Rachel so that he could never be charged with statutory rape. Because Rachel's 17, he's yeah. 21. I don't even think that happens anymore, does it? Oh, yeah. You can really? definitely get, still get charged with statutory oh, rape. No. I know that, but do you think you could sign something saying that it's okay? I don't think so. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, so what this tells me is that the dynamic between, you know, Barbara and Rachel was like kind of bananas as much as Barbara sounds like she was like this horrible, narcissistic, unstable mother. It also sounds like Rachel still kind of had the power to have her mom by the balls Mm -hmm. and get her way. And I also get this impression because actually back in 2004, while Rachel and her mama were in Tampa, they had an altercation that involved Rachel actually slicing her mom with a knife. What? Yeah, there's pictures of it. Barbara took pictures, but she refused to press charges. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So Volatile. Yeah, volatile. Little volatile. They both sound kind of like pieces of work, right? Yeah. Okay, so one night in September 2006, Rachel missed her 1 a.m. curfew. And you know what Barbara did? She went right over to Ian's house and got her. In doing so, she woke up Ian's parents and siblings, and this might have been the straw that broke the camel's back because Ian did not like this at all. He reportedly felt humiliated by Barbara, and he was livid about it. I bet you Barbara was drunk. You bet Barbara was drunk? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. So four days later, 
what you know, Barbara's body was found floating in the Newport Beach Harbor at the Yacht Club. Dead. Dead. Oh, goodness gracious. Goodness gracious. Her body was wrapped in a sheet along with a knife, and there was another knife still left in her eyeball. (gasps) Yeah. She had been stabbed 52 times. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Listen, that probably caused quite the commotion at the Yacht Club. Yeah. Yeah. I can only imagine. Right? Yes. Okay. I was just listening to something and they say if you're stabbed that many times, it's by somebody that loved you. Well, you know what? Hmm. Police thought the same thing. Okay. Okay, so when she was found, there was also a large cardboard box that was wrapped in duct tape close by. So police theorized it might have been used to transport the body. So they collected that box as Mm -hmm. well as evidence. Okay, so at the point when the body is found, it's pretty clear, like you said, Tabby, that whoever killed this lady knew her personally Mm -hmm. because randoms don't usually just go around stabbing you. 52 times and leave a knife in your eyeball. I, that is, that's like. It was a butter knife too. No. Yeah. I mean, do you know how hard? Oh, so bad, I right? Can't okay. I can't even imagine. I know. But that's a real F you. Yeah, it's a real F you. Okay. So they go about trying to identify this lady in the harbor. They get information off the cardboard box skew that it was a television sold to Bruce Mullinex and that he resided in nearby Huntington Beach. But how they were actually able to positively identify the victim as Barbara Mullinex was off of the serial number inside her breast implants. Oh. Interesting, right? Yeah. Did you know that? I did know that each one has a serial number. Well. I didn't know that they would be able to identify (laughs) you by it. I'm just saying. It's almost like. It's like like you're microchipped. Yeah, it is almost like that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So police go to Bruce and tell him that his ex-wife has been murdered. And subsequently, they tell him that they are real curious about what he's been up to recently. And investigators describe Bruce's response as a little too casual. They say it was something like, oh, you don't say. You mean my ex-wife that I have like a super tumultuous relationship with has been violently murdered? That's a bummer. Um, I was in Fresno. And police say, that's real convenient, Bruce. And we find it odd that you're taking the news so casually and calmly. And guess what? You're our number one suspect. Yeah, of course he is. It's always the husband. Right? I mean, that's what I would have thought. Yeah. Okay. But he's in Fresno. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But there's the dark web. Right. Mm-hmm. So the police get to getting their investigation on and they go to the Molinex residence. Because they need to see what's going on over there. And what they find is no sign of forced entry or a crime scene, really, except for 
a sponge that appeared to have some blood on it on the nightstand in Barbara's bedroom. There was something odd about Barbara's bedroom, though. Also, there was just a bed frame left, but no mattress. <laughs> well, that, that is really odd. That is odd, right? Police thought, that's real odd. Okay. So they decided to treat the condo like a crime scene. So they sprayed that chemical that glows when it reacts to blood. Mm-hmm. And Luminol. Yeah. Chemical luminol. Yeah, luminol. And guess what? Everywhere. Everywhere. Looked like a freaking massacre occurred, okay? Mm-hmm. They could see blood spatter all over the walls and the ceiling. Of course. Right? Okay. So they started to put it all together that Barbara had been killed in the bedroom on the bed. And that's why she was wrapped in the sheet when she was found in the harbor. Uh-huh. It was just like out of convenience. Right. Right. Okay. And the reason why the bed was gone was, you know, just to get rid of the evidence. Evidence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So huh, police also questioned the neighbors. Okay, remember, these are condos, so they all share walls. Mm -hmm. And one of the neighbors said he heard a whole lot of yelling and banging around 2 a.m., and he wouldn't be surprised if someone was murdered. Didn't want to call the police? He did not call the police. And police were like, guess what, buddy? Someone was. Would have appreciated the heads up. Come on, people. (laughs) If you think maybe you right? should call the police, just call the police. Oh, my gosh. I can't imagine what the police, like, looked at the sky like. Like, like, wake the F up. Yeah. Okay. So at this time, no one has heard from Rachel, and they fear for her safety. Also, Bruce's Fresno alibi actually checks out. And so they start looking into who else could have been motivated to kill Barbara. And they learn about the tension between her and Ian. The boyfriend. The boyfriend. Yeah. So when they go to Ian's house, they find out that his family hasn't heard from him in a couple days. And so they do a search of the family's computer and see that on the day Barbara was murdered, someone did a MapQuest search for directions to Tampa. And the family mentions, oh, also, by the way, we're missing a handgun. Okay. Remember when we used to have to map quest everything? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I do. Okay, so he's map no more. questing his way to yeah. Tampa from okay. Nor- from Newport Beach. Yeah, from to Tampa. That's not freaking... Napa. Did I say Napa? Yeah. <laughs> Tampa. Wine on the brain. Real far. Yeah, real far. Okay, so now they are pretty sure they know where Ian's heading and they know what route he's taking to get there. Heading right along I-10. I'm very familiar with that highway. Took it all the way to Louisiana myself. And speaking of Louisiana, when Ian used his ATM card at a gas station, they were able to get local authorities to pick him up. And of course, guess who he was with? Rachel. Rachel, that's right. So they brought these two crazy kids in and questioned them. And Rachel told police that what happened was she was asleep. She heard some commotion and she walked into the bedroom and 
saw Ian was standing over her mother, stabbing her. And she tried to push him off her and he knocked her unconscious. And the next thing that she remembered was waking up bound and gagged in a hotel room with Ian threatening her life as well with a gun. Okay. She also said that Ian was a real asshole and deserved to go to prison. Okay. Okay. But was she bound and handcuffed? For one, I mean, for one thing that sticks out right now is that it's like, okay, Ian, if you had a gun, why did you go about stabbing her 52 times? Mm hmm. Like, that seems real crazy, right? Quieter, but crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 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 The video of her initial police interview where she's telling this mm-hmm. tall tale, mm-hmm. spoiler, had me thinking that this was like the worst acting job I have ever seen. I oh. mean, it is real. It's a real bad. She is not convincing at all. Okay. She's real like, why don't, why don't you believe me? What do you mean you don't believe me? I just told you. I just told you. Don't you care? I was kidnapped. And they're like, yeah, we know that's what you're saying. Okay. Okay. So although she was not convincing at all, remarkably, Ian actually corroborated the same story when he was questioned by police. He did. Yeah, he did. But there were still a couple problems. And that is, for one, Rachel did not have a single wound on her, which you would imagine there would have been if someone had been tied up against their will. Right? Bound. Bound. Knocked unconscious. Right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Not a scratch on her. And also the hotel that Rachel said Ian took her to, no record of them ever being there. Yeah. (sighs) Should have thought that went through, Rachel. Yeah. Yeah. And additionally, they had pulled the surveillance video from when Ian used his ATM card at the gas station convenience store in Louisiana. And they saw the two of them acting all lovey-dovey, being affectionate, real casual. Yeah, I don't buy it. Yeah. Not buying it. Yeah. Well, they weren't buying it either. And so they weren't buying it either that Rachel didn't have any involvement in the murder of her mama. So Ian and Rachel were brought back to California and both were charged with first-degree murder. During the trial, more evidence was presented that painted the picture of these two plotting to kill Barbara over a period of time. For one, there were over 400 texts between the two of them in the three days prior to Barbara's demise. The text message that was highlighted during the trial was one that read, run or Tuesday. Prosecutors say Mm. that Tuesday was their code word for murder. Run and murder? Run or Tuesday. I don't know. Rachel says it was supposed to stay run on Tuesday. Tuesday was the day of the week that it happened, by the way. Okay. Okay. A former co-worker of Ian's testified at the trial that Ian had asked for the day off so he could help his girlfriend and mom move. So basically, Rachel's defense was that she did have a plan with Ian, but it was just to run away and that she was guilty of making bad choices after the plan to run away turned into murder and go on the run to Tampa. But that's it. 
You, they didn't know that you're supposed to go on the run to like Mexico. I know. Right. Okay. So prosecutors pointed out that Rachel's DNA was found on the sponge used to clean up the crime scene and that it took two of them to get the mattress Barbara was killed on out of the house and into Ian's truck. And where'd they put it? They found the mattress abandoned and burned close to where Ian works. Hmm. So they theorized that while Ian was off burning the mattress, Rachel stayed behind to clean up the crime scene. And they know this not just because on the sponge with the blood on it found on the nightstand had Rachel's DNA, but because four hours after the murder, Rachel texted Ian, I love you. Ugh. So like they, you know, if she was bound and gagged, how could she be like, you know, I love you texting him. Yeah. Yeah whatever. I love you. Right. Gross. Okay. So it's not really sounding like she was feeling real threatened and under duress, like she's claiming. Also, it didn't look great for Rachel that her DNA was also found on the duct tape used on the cardboard box that Barbara was put in when she was dumped in the harbor. And also additionally, a pathologist who performed the autopsy testified that he believed there were three knives used on Barbara and two assailants were involved, which would make sense, right? 52 times. That's two people. They were both stabbing her. Yeah. Oh, sick. Sick. Okay. So both Rachel and Ian made real interesting choices in regards to their hairstyles at the sentencing. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. Ian previously had a buzz cut and he really had the good looks to pull it off. Let me show you his picture. This is him. Oh yeah. He is good looking. Okay. And huh? this is him at the sentencing. No, it is not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What? He showed up at court with like a real fat, like bowl, like hairstyle. It. I mean, he looks like a murderer. Yeah, it makes him look real slimy. Yeah, it does. To the jury. And I think he was probably going for like the clean cut, you know, all American young man that just got like mixed up. Well, the buzz cut, the buzz cut, he didn't want to look like a thug. Right. Because it's like a shaved head. Yeah, I guess. Well, but it does look much better. I should be a consultant for this. Okay. Eyebrows, hairstyle. Oh, okay. Well, speaking of eyebrows. Okay. So look at Rachel. So this is Rachel when she's young. She's like real disco biscuit. Uh She's like blonde, tan. Straight out of California. Straight out of California. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Then what happens when you go to prison, Tab? Those blonde locks turn mousy brown. Yeah. That's not good. No. But then on the day of sentencing... She did something real special with her hair. Is it boxer braids? Yeah, boxer braids. <laughs> I don't think that's a good choice. Well, maybe they were going for like the two braids, like Little House in the Prairie, and she kind of got it wrong. Okay, listen, what I think that says to the court is that look at me. I'm making friends in here. Oh, people are braiding my hair. People are braiding my hair. It's like freaking summer camp. So you know what? You should probably keep me in here for a real long time because it's going to take a while for me to get bored of this place because I can find things to do. Maybe. Okay. Okay. 
doesn't look so like hardcore. And so they threw the book at her. They did. Yeah, they did. Her and Ian were tried separately, but they both got 25 to life. So what does that mean? They can go get up for parole at 25 years? I think you can actually get up for parole at 23 because I read that they are both eligible in 2027. That sounds real soon. I know. Well, this happened in 2006. That doesn't sound too long ago So she's going to be out and strolling. But okay, so what is kind of crazy is that, you know, I told you Barbara sounded like a piece of work, a piece of work. Mm -hmm. Right. And, you know, they give that opportunity for people to speak on her behalf. Yes. Not one friend or family member or anybody. No way. Mm -hmm. Spoke. Wow. That's incredible. So they basically thought that maybe Rachel had been abused. Yeah. This is what I'm thinking. Yeah. As a child and basically lost it on her mom yeah. eventually. And that was that. Yeah. And her dad, her dad stands by Rachel. He says that he doesn't think that she had anything to do in the murder. Oh, but she did. Yeah, she totally did. Yeah. I mean, that's not surprising, right? No, it's not surprising. People have a hard time believing yeah, I know. Their loved ones are capable of murder. Yeah, because that's a big deal. Yeah. Murder is a big, crazy deal. Yeah. And I don't know how she's still saying she didn't do it. She's yeah. going to have to actually, to get out early, she's going to have to admit it and be apologetic and show for remorse. It. Mm-hmm. But she's so bratty. I don't know if she's going to. I would. Oh, also, I should mention that after he was sentenced and everything, mm-hmm. Ian finally told the police that she was involved. The truth. Yeah. What did he say? She was involved. Yeah. Yeah. Why did he stand up for her the whole time? Try I, to protect her. I think he was really, you know, crazy in love with her. I guess. Thought they were in this together, but then she turned real quick. Well, it's almost like they they kind of communicated about it before. Like, hey, if we get pulled over, this is what we're going to say. Yeah. But then she went away from the plant. I listened to a psychologist talk about her and he said that he he hadn't treated her, but he thought that she had borderline personality disorder. Mm -hmm. And he sounds like, yeah, she could just flip like that on someone real quick. That she has a lot of um, intense emotions but that she would not be able to have the forethought to think long-term. Yeah, like what's going to happen yeah. if I do this? Yeah. yeah. Like you said, Mexico, a whole lot closer than Tampa. <laughs> That's a long drive, y'all. And they didn't even get caught until they were in Louisiana. I mean, they definitely could have made it to Mexico. It was like five hours from Huntington Beach. I know, and... A different country. What are you going to do in Florida? Like you're not, like, no, you're not no, protected. No. no, 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 no. That's the craziest thing I ever heard. Yeah. Get yourself to Cabo San Lucas and have a nice life. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that's the right thing to do because I don't think it is, but it's not. Hey, so that's a wrap on this. You want to give some shout outs? 
Awesome. Yeah, let's do that. Um, That was a good story, Gretchy. Next story, I think we're going to do that serial killer. Tab's going to do it. 93 people. So far. Yeah, like the worst one Pretty ever. Crazy, man. Yeah, so let's do some shout outs. You guys, we've gotten some really awesome ones. I am real thankful. Gretchy's also real thankful. Yeah. So hey. who are they? TC Alley. Clink, clink. TC Alley. Right back at you. Okay. Thanks. KMO, you know, newest fave. She wrote a real long review. Oh, really nice. gosh. Yep. When I write reviews and I want to be long, I'm like, what am I going to say? And I say the same thing. So Trendy Red says, you guys are awesome. You're awesome, too, Trendy Red. Trendy Thanks for the Red. review. Thanks. Flappy is amazing, says, obsessed. Obsessed. Thank you. Sophie Lilla, 84. Sophie Lilla. Love. Love, love. you back. Love, love. And I think that's it. Also, remember the one that I was like, Elise, Seesaw, whatever. It's, it's Elise. Elise is special. That was what it was. Yeah. yeah. So thanks, Elise, again. Yeah, she joined it. our Facebook group, which you all should do. You should join the private group. That's awesome. The other group is awesome, too. It's just if you're Instagram or Facebook, either one is good. But the private group will get a little... A little in there. Yeah, which reminds um, me, I'm taking a picture of us oh. right now as we speak so I can... my Disneyland shirt. Post on our private group. Ah. Yeah. Okay. So hopefully you guys enjoyed that episode. I hope when we edit it, Damien, you can take out any echo. Yeah. Any tunnel vision. Yeah. And thanks to Damien for always giving us the best editing possible in the podcast world. Yeah. Thanks, right. Damien. <laughs> We'll give Damien a little shout out. And thanks, Scratchy, for your story today. Uh, You're welcome.